Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. What goes around comes around isn't a phrase from the Bible, but it comes close to summing up what Jesus is telling us in today's lesson. If you are always pointing out the shortcomings of those around you, don't be surprised when others are quick to point out yours. The way you act toward others is the way they will act toward you. Episode 40 is called, To Judge or Not to Judge. Back in my younger days, I worked in the oil field. One hot summer afternoon, a co-worker and I went out to a drilling location to pick up some downhole tools. It was our last task of the day, and we both wanted to get them picked up and get out of there so we could go home. We got them winched up onto the bed of the truck without any problems. But when I moved to jump up on the truck so I could secure the load, my boot slipped and I scraped my shin on the sharp edge of the steel bed. I lifted the leg of my dirty jeans and saw that the wound wasn't too serious, but it hurt like crazy, and blood was running down my sweaty leg into my boot. I stood there for a few seconds just looking at the mess. Then my co-worker came by. He glanced at my wound and pronounced, Oh, I've had worse places than that on my eye. Let's get done and get out of here. His lack of compassion galled me, but he was right. There wasn't much I could do about the wound at that moment, so we finished binding down the load and headed back to the shop. I cleaned up the wound when I got home, and that was that. A few days later, that same co-worker and I were working on a piece of equipment in the shop. He was trying to get a bolt to loosen, and he pulled on the wrench as hard as he could. Suddenly, the wrench slipped, and his hand went full force into the machine we were working on. He started dancing in pain as he pulled his work glove off to survey the damage. After I looked at his hand, I knew I had to say it. Oh, I've had worse places than that on my eye. He called me a few choice names, but he knew that he had it coming. I simply used the same assessment of his injury that he had used for mine. The portion of scripture for today's study is often thrown out by folks who don't want their choices or actions called into question. But when we look at it closely and in the context of the entire sermon, we find that what Jesus meant when he said, do not judge, is actually another instance of his loving instruction to help us as we represent his kingdom to the world. Today's reading comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. 
Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Over the years, the opening statement, do not judge others and you will not be judged, has been misinterpreted in several ways. There are those who think that this means no Christ follower should ever serve in the position of judge in a courtroom. Others take it to mean that we should never call out any sort of behavior. But read in context, and it becomes clear that Jesus is not saying either of these. What Jesus is obviously talking about here is the kind of judging where the person making the judgment places themselves in a self-assumed, morally superior position. Think in terms of Dana Carvey's famous church lady character that he portrayed on Saturday Night Live years ago. Well, isn't that special? the character would say disapprovingly. However, most folks who set them up as moral referees aren't that obvious or funny. Their statements of concern or their word from the Lord for you that conveniently lines up with their own personal feelings are no less harmful or unhelpful. The kind of judging that Jesus is talking about here is the kind that focuses on putting someone down for doing something we don't like, instead of giving loving instruction that has the goal of helping and building someone up. But remember, Jesus is not saying that all judging is bad. We make judgments every day. When we are ready to buy some building materials for a project, we might judge between Home Depot and Lowe's. We assess which store is closer or more convenient which one has better prices or has consistently given us a good experience in the past. And we make a judgment as to which store will get our business. We judge which outfit will be the most suitable to wear today, given the weather conditions and the activities we expect to attend. And our community life is no different. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33 tells us that God is not a God of disorder, So we need judges to sort things out and to judge whether someone's actions violate the standards that are set in place to establish order and peace in our communities. Common sense judgment is a great gift to our shared lives and is essential to an effective and organized community life. Think back for a moment on the various people who have expressed judgment on you. If you've lived very long at all, you've had someone point out something you did that they felt was wrong or misguided. Now think about the persons who handed down that judgment and how what they had to say made you feel. If it was someone you barely knew or someone who seemed to be critical of everything around them, their message to you probably made you angry or you disregarded their message completely. But if it was someone you respected, someone who came wanting to see you succeed, I'm sure that you took their message to heart and gave their words great weight in your reaction. Now think about how you would feel if you learned of some wrongdoing committed by these messengers. You might take a little pleasure in seeing the first messenger get their comeuppance, but you would probably grieve for the second messenger. 
This is what Jesus is talking about when he says not to judge others and you won't be judged. He clears up any misunderstanding on this point when he follows with, you'll be treated the way you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. So if you are someone who likes to point out the shortcomings of others, you can expect that those others will be more than happy to point out yours. We should all be judicious and gracious when it falls to us to give a word of correction to another. The desire to point out the faults of others is deeply rooted in our human nature. And Jesus tells us over and over again in many different ways that a Christ follower is expected to go against our human nature and take on the nature of Christ. I really like the over-exaggeration that he uses in pointing out that none of us is in a good position to be a finger pointer when it comes to spiritual matters. Of course, no one is walking around with a log in their eye, but it does no one any good to point out someone else's problem when we have our own issues to deal with, which presents us with a dilemma. Does this mean that we cannot offer correction to another who is straying off the path? No, I don't think that this is what it means at all. Since none of us have this Christian life down perfectly, we need correction and instruction. And since Jesus has left this making disciples thing to us, people with spiritual imperfections will be the ones he uses to correct and instruct us. But as so many things Jesus teaches, he wants us to do our correcting and instructing with the right heart. If we recognize our own weaknesses and imperfections and understand that Jesus loves us already and will use us where we are, then we will undertake our responsibility to correct and instruct others with humility and grace. We won't be pointing fingers from a position of superiority. We will be offering a helping hand to someone who is benefiting from God's grace just like we are. Lastly, we are wasting our time when we try to hold folks who have not yet experienced God's grace to God's holy standard. Quoting scripture to someone who gives the Bible no authority in their life will not be effective. Most likely, it will only bring scorn and derision. Just represent Jesus well. Show the unbeliever what God's grace has done for you and trust the Holy Spirit to do His work. You can't berate someone into being a Christ follower. And there is no such thing as a forced conversion. But there is no one who is beyond the reach of Christ and his offer of salvation. So in your witnessing, display the love of Christ in your interactions instead of pointing out the things that they need to be saved from. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Since he is the righteous judge, he can speak to the soul of the unbeliever to convict them of their sin and to convince them of their need of Jesus. Then you as imperfect as you are, can be used by the Holy Spirit to correct and instruct that soul into a right relationship with Christ. No judgment, just loving instruction. And when it happens, there's nothing better.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you find this podcast interesting, won't you please share it with a friend? Also, let me know what you think. Find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Randy Whitlow, or send an email to rbwhitlow at me.com. Until next week, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.